I'm Aaron Schachter. This is The World. Hey, kid, want to buy a piece of space rock? Well, we've got the guy for you. He's meteorite hunter Michael Farmer from Tucson, Arizona. Soon after the news broke last week about that meteor exploding over Russia, alleged chunks of the space rock started popping up for sale on the Internet. And then the email started pouring into Farmer's inbox. I have requests from hundreds and hundreds of uh, collectors, people that I've known, uh, new people I've never heard of, and actually scientists from around the world. You know, they want to cut the red tape and get pieces into the laboratory as quick as possible, and I'm usually the one that can do that. You're the guy who's got to go pick these things up. Yeah, my visas are in, my passport's in, and I should be in Russia in a few days. You've been in the meteor business for 18 years. How does someone get started in that? You know, it's it's hard to describe. I live in Tucson. The world's largest gem and mineral show is here. And uh, I bought a meteorite at this show one time and I fell in love with it. And, you know, the thought of holding something from outer space just uh, blew my mind. Uh, I became obsessed and, you know, emptied my bank accounts and bought every piece I could do. And then I started running around the world chasing them anytime they fall. And uh, it really uh, became successful. And uh, that's that's it. That's 24 hours a day. All I do is rocks. Now, when you say you've traveled uh, all over the world, you're not kidding. You've been to 70 countries in search of space rocks. And with your travels has come a lot of fun stories and not so fun stories. You found yourself in some dicey situations. What lengths will you go to to find uh, rocks? There's never really been anywhere that I refuse to go um, outside of, say, Afghanistan, but uh, we haven't had a fall there yet. So, uh, you know, anybody can buy it and get a FedEx package. I prefer to go there and negotiate with a goat herder that saw it land by his goat, you know, and the adventure is a big part of it. Tell me some of the troubles you've gotten into, the lengths to which you've gone. You know, I've had to flee Peru. Uh, You know, I've had the border police uh, extorting me, trying to rob me blind, uh, was kidnapped and almost murdered in Kenya last year. I uh, you know, was on my knees with a machete at my throat and a gun at my head being beaten, you know, for 20 minutes. And uh, you know, I got put in prison in the Sultanate of Oman for a couple of months, you know, and it's it's a dangerous job. You know, it's, it's sort of, it's Indiana Jones, basically. You know, you're running from uh, natives and, and whatever, military. I've been in minefields, uh, a lot of danger involved, but, you know, you have to go where the rocks are. How much are these things worth? What will the Russian rocks go for, for example? It's hard to put a price on it. I mean, the, the Russian thing is certainly the biggest news in the history of meteoritics in, in my lifetime. I fully expect them to find thousands of kilos on the ground. So in the end, I don't believe it's going to be worth that much. In my opinion, I think it'll go for several dollars a gram in the end market. Um, you know, right now people are quoting crazy prices of thousands of gram. Well, that'll never happen. You know, that's just a dream. Now, uh, you said sometimes you have to negotiate with goat herders. How do you know you're getting what they say you're getting? Most of these things are easily identifiable, you know, especially to somebody like me that's been doing it forever. You know, you, you, you know what you're looking for. And, and what are you looking for? For example, the one in Russia is a, con- a common chondrite. Um, they'll be black burned rocks. They usually have a black fusion crust. There should be a lot of metal flex and it should stick to a magnet pretty easily. There is a real question of ownership, right? When a rock hits the earth from outer space, who does own it? Is it just fair game? Does it belong to the country? Do different countries have different laws? How does it work? Most countries have no law, you know, so it's kind of free-for-all. I mean, you know, I've been to countries where it falls and the police come and confiscate it, saying, that's ours. Well, why would that be yours? It fell and went through somebody's house. And a recent case in Austria is a good example. Somebody found a meteorite that had just fallen in the Germany and, and it crossed into Austria as well. And the government confiscated it, and they sued the government and went to the high court. And the government said that uh, it belonged to the finder, that that was not part of the land. And under their law now, it kind of sets a precedent that it belongs to the finder. The big question for me is, why don't you have a reality TV show? 
the realities of meteorite hunting is, you know, 99% boredom and 1% terror, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but it'd be pretty cool to watch you run from the authorities in Peru. Unfortunately, I think having a camera crew behind me would make me have to run a lot more often. So, (laughs) you know, I kind of prefer to work in peace and quiet. How do you hear about the meteors? Are you just on the news constantly? Well, I have Google Alerts set up in about 25 different languages, so anytime something pops up on the news, usually I can catch it pretty quick. The Russian thing I caught within 10 minutes of the fall, but it's word of mouth. I'm plugged in with scientists around the world with universities and things like that, and usually when something happens, we can get it pretty quick. Is this all about money for you, or is there another purpose to collecting these rocks? Uh, It's definitely not about money. I mean, uh, you know, obviously I have to pay for the trips and and try to make a living at it. But the most important part is the scientific data. I mean, this is one of the most important meteorite falls in history. And, you know, acquiring samples as rapidly as possible, that takes cash. You know, the scientists don't have the money to do that or the time. So they rely on people like me to just get samples out to them into the laboratory. And those would be the first orders I fill. If I went to Russia and only get a few pieces, those pieces are all going to the laboratories. So you're all visaed up, headed off to uh, Lake Chabarkul, where the meteor hit. What do you hope to find? I plan to go to Chelyabinsk and uh, collect a lot of the debris and glass and get photos with the buildings and talk to witnesses and uh, you know just be a part of history. I mean, it's not often a, a meteor comes into the atmosphere with nuclear bomb blast uh, shock waves. You know, we've never seen that before, and you know I may never see it again in my lifetime. Michael Farmer is a meteorite hunter based in Tucson, Arizona. He's headed off to Russia. Thank you so much. Thank you.